This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Hearing some spots or something like that in the background there. There we go. It's gone. All right, 800-259-9231. Put you in touch with the program, and you can bring up anything. Uh, You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where all the features are free. Now, I don't think anybody sitting in this room is anti-environment. No, I like the environment. Me too. I like clean water. I like fresh air. I like pretty trees. I like the environment. And I'm all in favor of, uh, you know, making sure that, Water stays clean and air stays clean and, and all that, and the trees stay pretty. Uh, but what I'm not in favor of is bunk and junk. And a lot of the environmentalist movement is full of BS yeah, and I think nonsense. It's in, in a lot of ways, uh, like the new religion. It is a new religion, certainly. Um, in fact, uh, they are believing that many of these environmentalists will just believe things because they come from what they perceive as an authority on the environment. Like you Al know, Gore? Yeah, when you hear, um, if you, I listen to NPR on a regular basis, and they don't even question the uh, the, the environmentalist stuff. Not, it's, it's not even a question. Uh, carbon emissions are causing global warming, is their stance. Well, I didn't want to talk about global warming as much as I did you. the bag menace. This from DailyTech.com. You've heard all the claims. Plastic bags kill marine animals, hundreds of thousands of them. And not just the slimy, icky ones, but the cute ones, too, like baby seals. Have you ever seen an animal more adorable than a baby seal? How could anyone in good conscience possibly carry home their groceries in a plastic bag? I think uh, baby hedgehogs. I I think that they're probably the cutest. I've seen those, uh, and they're darn cute. Dutiful consumers, therefore, lined up shoulders to bandwagon, and millions called on their politicians to solve this critical problem. Nations like Ireland placed a whopping 20-cent tax on each bag. San Francisco banned them outright. And cities from Boston to Portland considered following suit. Even in areas without a ban, stores made uh, stores rather spent tens of millions of dollars to make paper bags available to their outraged customers. The only problem is it was all bunkum. According again to Daily you know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter whether it's bunk or not. It's bunk that has been uh, so well uh, propagated that it doesn't matter how many times we say it. It we're never going to uh, dissuade people. And you know, I'm thinking back, and I think one of the reasons why they instituted uh, plastic bags to begin with was to save trees. Yeah, got to save the trees. Got to save the trees, which is they, the most lud- ludicrous of all these things, <laughs> right? Because you can make bags out of a lot of stuff besides trees, anyway. Sure, like hemp. Well, and trees grow back, so there's no shortage of trees. There is never a shortage of trees, and to think that no. there is a shortage of trees is absolutely absurd. Ludicrous, especially it's here. Tree worship. Right, yeah. Go up on top of the of Mount Monadnock here in the lovely Keene area and look around and tell me if you see anything besides trees. Right, You know, and, and I'm not trying to down trees. I bought the property that I live on because of the trees on it. Mm-hmm. I love them, um, but... It's it's nonsense. Trees are a commodity. They are uh, you know a vegetable that is grown in order to be harvested for use by man. The same way tomatoes are, and people consume a lot of tomatoes. You don't see a tomato shortage, do you? Well, we talked about tomatoes recently. Yes, but well, there's a, it doesn't have anything to do the with the government, right. the tomatoes themselves. 
but back to the bag story here. Here, how to, here. here is how it all began, this vicious rumor about bags allegedly killing marine animals. Believe it or not, it was within one of the many governments of the world. Uh, it started with a typo, actually, in a 2002 Australian government report. It attempted to quote from a Canadian study, which was done 15 years earlier, which found that up to 100,000 marine animals had been killed over four years by discarded nets from the fishing industry. Somehow, the 2002 report replaced that phrase with plastic bags. The statement was quickly seized upon by environmentalists looking for a cause. Sure. That's because, quite a typo. But yeah, but it's, it's a mistake, I think, uh, more than a typo. Um, but, you know, the, the environmentalists always take what the government says as plain fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, the government, who has the most to gain here, the, the you know, 20%, uh, 20 cent tax on every bag? Nice. Do you think that's going to save marine animals, or is it just going into the coffers of the town? Who knows? I'm telling you that it's going into the coffers of the town. Well, if those bags are actually killing marine animals, putting a 20 cent tax on one of them isn't necessarily going to stop that little animal from dying. It's not going to stop the animal from dying. It's going to dissuade people from using bags. I, think I see. The, the, the concept there. Well, and, and this it is the same idea, this sort of obedience to authority or deference to authority or what they perceive of as authority, because I don't believe there is such a thing as authority, that just men with guns willing to use them. But it's also very similar to how the whole recycling craze got started, which, according to Penn & Teller's BS, great Showtime program, uh, according to that show on their recycling episode, it was all started by one EPA bureaucrat here in America. The mm-hmm. whole idea, the whole nonsensical idea that uh, of recycling, which is essentially nothing more than a government make-work program. It really is. It's a make-work program for trash sorters. Right. It's all nonsense. And so here's yet another example. I mean, we're recycling paper as though we don't have trees to make paper. Are, have you seen? Have you seen the uh, costs of paper go down as a result? No. So back to the story here from DailyTech.com. Somewhere along the way, the four years portion of the uh, the Canadian study was dropped as well, and the myth of our shopping bags strangling hundreds of thousands of poor animals every year sprang up. And voila, a star was born. Protesters carried placards, and thousands of complacent reporters parroted the claims. The Australian report was eventually corrected four years later, but no one noticed. Sort of how you were saying, Mark, that you can correct the misinformation. Right. It's the same with the EBA study on uh, secondhand smoke. It oh, was yeah. crap, and it's been proven to be crap, but nobody knows. Everybody thinks that you get a whiff of secondhand smoke, you keel over from emphysema. Well, the myth was now self-supporting, with hundreds of sources all pointing to each other for verification. Right. A few scientists tried vainly to correct the record, but no reporter was interested in interviewing them. But finally, science seems to be winning out. According to David W. Laced of the Marine Mammal Commission and author of the primary research paper on the subject... Plastic bags don't figure in entanglement. The main culprits are fishing gear, ropes, lines, and strapping bands. Professor of Marine strapping bands. You always get told that these uh, the tin can uh, straps. Do you remember those things that you were supposed to rip those apart or the pelicans will die? I remember the soda uh, container yeah. things. Yeah, I, I said tin cans. I should have said aluminum cans. The aluminum can straps. You always heard that those were. Now, is that yeah. the same sort of strapping, or are we talking about uh, packaging strapping of some sort? I have here? the slightest clue. Strapping bands. You can go Google it. Maybe you'll find. Out. Professor of Biology concurred, saying, I've never seen a bird killed by a plastic bag. Quick, someone tell San Francisco, says Daily Tech, plastic bags are much cheaper than paper, which is why stores favor them. They take less resources and energy to produce. They take fewer resources. 
Sorry, must have been his editor. Okay. Uh, they're far cheaper to ship and store. They're recyclable, and some are even biodegradable. Those savings aren't just for the stores. They translate into lower food costs and less damage to the environment. And that much he's absolutely correct about. Plastic bags are handy. And uh, even he, he does make the point that they're recyclable. I guess he hasn't gotten the memo about recycling yet. That uh, when you recycle most things, with the exception of a handful of things like aluminum, and I think there's something else out there that's that's profitable to recycle. Bottles. I don't recall. I don't think bottles. Uh, bottles don't really make any sense to me. Now, certainly back in the day when we got 16-ounce uh, Pepsi bottles, you could take those back, and they, they had a deposit to them because they would take them back to the factory, you know, shoot them full of scalding hot water to kill any uh, bacteria, really? and then refill them. So that's recycling, but it's really reuse. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, that's not recycling in the same way because bottles are made, you know, glass is made from sand, something we have an abundance of, and it doesn't die when you use it. So the idea of recycling bottles really is nonsense. Trucking them all over the place to crush them up so that they can be reused. <laughs> True. Yeah, I'm sure you have to sort them. Otherwise, you get this muddy brown color of glass out of the deal. Well, back in the old days, too, you got your milk from the milkman yeah. in the milk box, and you would return the, the bottles, and they would reuse them also. Right. Re- and re- reuse is, is the best sort the of way recycling out. Right. If, yeah. it, if it makes economic sense, someone is going to do it. Some Absolutely. Some company is going to do and it. And that's the thing about plastics. Plastics are, in fact, waste products from production of gasoline. Yes. The use of oil. They are a use of waste products themselves. So what happens to the waste products if you recycle all the old plastic? Well, it just piles up somewhere. The toll-free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What happens to people who renounce their American citizenship? Mark's got the story. We'll share it with you here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Live streams are there, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version. Both are free for you at freetalklive.com. As we continue here, uh, you may bring up what you want. In the meantime, we talk about stuff that's interesting to us. Mark, you've got a story about... What happens to American citizens who decide they don't want to be American citizens anymore and renounce their citizenship? Is that right? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's crazy. What they're doing is uh, essentially um, you know charging people for for leaving, hmm. and it makes me wonder um, you know what what's going to happen when uh, they're putting up this fence, you know. The border fence? Yeah, the border fence. Okay. Do, you, do you see how I'm connecting these in my mind? It's, it seems like I'm, I'm wondering if the border fence is you know, entirely meant to keep people out or maybe meant to keep people in. Well, the intentions may end up different than the reality. I mean, the intentions of the people who created the idea may very well be to keep people out. But, of course, the unintended consequences are going to be that when the United States becomes more and more police state than it is even today, that it will absolutely serve as a pen to keep people in. All right. Um, so coming from MainStreet.com, a lot of people probably can't understand why someone would voluntarily give up their American citizenship. But if someone wanted to do that, they'd now incur financial penalties for it. Congress has just passed a new law that will stop your capital at least a good portion of it, at the border. 
should you decide not to be a U.S. citizen anymore. It is perhaps in preparation for the possibility that Americans might rebel at the debt and taxes uh, incurred by their government by leaving, uh, by leaving for lower tax locales. You probably didn't notice this little provision inserted into the HEROES Act of 2008. Passed oh, by. So this is new. Yep, it's brand new. Okay. Passed by Congress in, uh, on June 17th. The headlines in the press release about the law were about the increased benefits for veterans and families of deceased military. See how they do this? They, they, they slip things in on laws they have nothing to do with it. What does leaving the country um, for, an, for citizenship in another country have to do with veterans' benefits? By the way, that's known as an exit tax. And actually, there are some states like California talking about doing it, too. So if you leave that state, they're going to hit you with a tax as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I wonder how they um, they they pull it off because it seems like a, a you know proper planning would get right past that. Um, you, know, I mean, you you get a bank and uh, you know get a bank say uh, Bank of America, then you transfer some funds over to a little bank and wherever it is that you're going. They don't know. You know, you're just transferring funds. I can open up a bank in another state or another country. Well, and no you one have knows. to understand, Mark, that many of these laws are written to where if you know the law, you can absolutely get around it. The reason for that is is to protect those who are willing to, uh, you know, make a few moves here and there to try to obscure their activities. It may be completely legal for them to do that. It's just that the people that are unaware of rules like this are the ones that are going to be victimized by it, the ones that get caught off guard, like the, the poor Guatemalan dishwasher that yep. all of a sudden found out that, oh, sorry, you can't carry more than $10,000 on an airplane. Looks like we're going to take that extra uh, actually, they took it all. Uh, we're going to take all your money from you because you didn't know the rules. Sorry about that, buddy. That's how it works. It's always a loophole. Uh, you know, I imagine there's a lot of people like that who came up here from Mexico or some Latin American country, saved some money, lived uh, cheaply for a while, and now they want to go back home with their savings, and they may have trouble getting it home. Yeah. So, so it is going to catch people off guard, Mark, and that's what they're counting on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to catch some people off guard. Okay, Richard Cohen of PricewaterhouseCoopers drew my attention to one section of the act, which states that uh, anyone voluntarily giving up his or her citizenship will be taxed on all of his assets as if he or she had sold them, um, paying capital gains on assets that have wow. increased in value, even though they have not been sold. This is, uh, by the way, written by Terry Savage for MainStreet.com. When they use, okay. when, he, um, when Terry uses the uh, the personal um, or the uh, the first person here, it's he's not it's not me. It's I'm not referring you. to. Yeah. Okay. That's right. While everyone in the media is focused on keeping aliens out of America, Congress has voted to lock its citizens, or at least a good portion of their assets, into America. Mm. Maybe they're thinking that patriotism won't be enough to keep the smart money from recognizing the coming increases in the tax burden. Mm. We expect our elected leaders to be patriotic, to wear uh, flag lapels on their um, lapels, but how patriotic is it for elected officials of both parties to drag our country into debt? This year, the financial budget deficit will be a record $400 billion. That astonishing number will be added to existing $9 trillion in national debt. That's money that our government spends in excess of what it collects on taxes. Whenever we talk about the uh, budget deficit and um, those kind of things, there's, there's different, um, a difference between a budget deficit and the national debt. Mm-hmm. There's $400 billion is our budget deficit. That's what we overspent this year. Well, I didn't spend anything. It was those guys in Washington. Right. And doesn't that money roll into the debt? I mean, it's not all – the debt isn't all deficit, but no. it's deficit plus various other things that they get into debt about. There's also things that are off the books, too. Right. Well, there's there's um, there's debt, which is how much we owe currently, which is a trillion, $9 trillion. And I don't know a cent. 
um, the American, you may very well end up paying it. How's that going to be? Exactly? Well, they might come and take all your money. Well, they could. Okay, just so you know. Yeah. When I say we, I but mean the people. Actually, I don't know. The, the people in the United States, because our government has spent that kind of money. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and they uh, could just wave a wand and make it all go away if they wanted to. They could just destroy the Federal Reserve and go back to gold and silver, and then all that debt. You know, if you shut down the federal government, that debt goes away. Yeah, I don't know. What, there, would, there would be huge shockwaves from not paying off this debt, but I don't know how they would. I certainly don't know how they would work, and, and it would take a you know a trained economist just to speculate on how what would happen. Um, it's mathematically impossible to pay it all back anyway. So at some point they're going to have it to liquidate. The, yeah, the house of cards has to fall. I mean, certainly the, the various different governments around the world that loaned money to the United States, which is a, a decent chunk from what I understand of the national debt, uh, those governments may get very upset. They can't get any money out of these government people of the U.S. We're never going to loan you money again. Of course, by that time, the government's been shut down, and it's not the same government it was before. And, so and the government's fine. busy, Please busy don't loan uh, anything. bailing out the, the, you know, the, these same banks with, with uh, the, the taxpayers' money. So, um, Oh, it's a mess. Know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a huge mess. And it's completely unfair to the average consumer, and the average consumer doesn't get it. If you told them that uh, we should go to back to a value-backed currency, the first thing they'd say is that, uh, well, gold caused the Great Depression. Oh, no. That's what they say. People say that. And it's ludicrous. It's actually yeah, it going off the gold standard, uh, in fact, is what caused the Great Depression. That's correct. The central bank. Right. But the, you know, people just don't know. They just don't know. And that's the kind of thing that they learn in school. Well, you know, government actually made the what would have been a recession, the Great Depression. Uh, when you look back on the historical, uh, Murray Rothbard wrote a really good book on it. If anyone's interested, called America's Great Depression. Highly recommend it. Shows exactly how government uh, actions and meddling in the economy may cause the Great Depression. Essentially, I, I agree, and largely people are not interested in, in in looking up the book because, you know, they they, they believe what they believe. They're um, you know they're blissfully ignorant in the uh, the subject, and they just want to go on. So let me see if I understood you right. When somebody decides to expatriate and withdraw their citizenship, they are then taxed. Presuming they don't know how to get around this, they are then going to be taxed as though they just sold all of their assets, and that's the amount that uh, they'll have to pay. Well, yeah, as though they made capital gains. That's you know, yes. So, like their house, would that include in their uh, sure. their houses? If, um, I, I would think on. Yeah, yeah, I guess it would. Yeah. Hmm. Amazing stuff. And so you find that out when you're leaving the country? That's the idea? I imagine. Like, bon voyage! <laughs> Cut us a check and 20%. we'll let you go, right? Yeah. They're probably not going to let you go if you don't pay them, I would think. It sounds like it to me. 1-800-259-9231. That's, I mean, if you're a citizen of another country, what are they going to do about that's it? That's the SACL CAI toll free line. More coming up here. Child detainees. What about them? It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Those features include the updates, get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop when you need to know something fresh about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And travel less and meet online. 
Try WebEx free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com. Enter promo code 600 and start your free trial of WebEx today. 800-259-9231. As we continue to discuss immigrating or emigrating, coming or going, uh, Mark, you just had a pretty disturbing story where the uh, government people slipped in some I guess wording into a piece of legislation about something totally different, as they so like to do. Veterans benefits. Yeah, and about in, immigration. In this particular veterans benefits bill, they spelled out new rules that said that if you were renouncing your citizenship and leaving the country, then upon your uh, disembarking, upon right. your leaving, you will then be charged capital gains tax. Well, the equivalent on, of capital gains tax. Okay, you'll be charged some sort of leaving tax. Yeah, exit exit tax. Yeah, on all of your goods, on all of your assets. And it's pretty outrageous. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, basically making it so that if you don't pay, and, you'll be trapped here. And, and you know, once again, this is a tax on the middle class uh, people. This is not a tax on the rich. Because the, the rich, rich will know the rules. Know the rules. And right. uh, like I said, y- you you wouldn't leave the country saying, I'm leaving. I hate you people. Goodbye. Um, in this case, you know, you can go to another country, move all your assets to that c- country slowly. Sure. You wouldn't be uh, obligated for any taxes, whatever. And then... Then you you know get citizenship in the other country if that's what you want to do, or you never change your citizenship. So this whole crackdown on the borders is already affecting or already affecting uh, regular Americans who are just trying to leave. What about the ones that are trying to come here though? What about the ones that want to be uh, American uh, citizens, so called? Well, we already know they're cracking down on Mexican immigrants and immigrants from around the world as more uh, border patrol agents are put on the border, as more rules are implemented, as more checkpoints are put up. We've seen people becoming uh, detained in this uh, sort of violent police state process that has been going on. We've seen hundreds of people separated from their families uh, in raids, workplace raids around the country. One of the more recent ones, I believe, was in Iowa, where hundreds of uh, immigrants were rounded up and put into essentially a, a day camp. As they waited to be processed, some would end up in jail, some would end up deported, some would end up you know, released back into the streets. But for the most part, they are detained. And what's, what's their treatment like when they're detained? It can't be that great. Well, we're not really too sure how they're treating the adults, but here's a story from truthout.org about how they're treating their kids. Because apparently they are rounding up children. Really? And they are creating child detainees. I was just worried about the orphans that they created by uh, shipping their parents off. Detained children often face harsh conditions while struggling against a legal system over which they have very little hope of triumphing. Undocumented children entering the U.S. alone must confront barriers that extend far beyond the border. If apprehended, they're met with a sometimes brutal detention period, followed by a trial under a legal system that treats them the same as apprehended adults, Hmm. according to children's rights advocates and recent reports by the Department of Homeland Security's very own Inspector General's Office and the GAO. Now, one of them, this is the office, uh, Inspector General's office, the OIG, estimates that more than 10,000 unaccompanied and undocumented children will be detained this year alone, not counting children who are immediately deported upon contact with Homeland Security. Most travel from Mexico or Central America. Kids migrate alone for some of the same reasons that adults do, to reunite with their family or to escape persecution. 
Many have experienced child-specific threats like assault by youth gangs and recruitment for special roles in organized crime, according to the director of the refugee program at Amnesty International. A smaller percentage, driven by devastating poverty, come to find work. So believe it or not, young people are also crossing the border, and they're crossing alone. Children apprehended at the border are taken to Border Patrol stations, frequently remaining in concrete cell blocks for days on end, and sometimes being transferred repeatedly to different stations before being handed over to the Office of Refugee Resettlement, according to the Director of Detention and Asylum Program at the Women's Commission, who has extensively investigated the treatment of unaccompanied children. Children are then placed in more permanent facilities to wait for their court dates. Generally, before their placement, she says, they're held in bad conditions. According to her, she noted that children are not often informed of their legal situation or what the future will bring. Can you imagine how scary that might be? You're, I can only imagine. You're crossing the border to try to make it to grandma's house or to try to get a job or to escape from some drug gang that's been trying to enslave you in Mexico. You cross the border and an armed gang of men comes up and, uh, you know, you can't probably can't understand them, though I'm sure some of them speak Spanish. Uh, and they are talking to you and they're telling you that you're illegal and uh, you have to wait here in this cold, dark, concrete corridor until something happens you're not really sure exactly what because there's some kind of legal mumbo jumbo going on look you and i don't understand the legal nonsense in this country how right. well do you and think a 10 English. year old's handling it from uh, mexico you speak spanish right she goes on she says that uh, they're held in bad conditions and that the oig notes that 84 percent of children they are placed within three days some wait for much longer especially during the resettlement office's high season when the system may see a backlog children are eventually placed in foster care shelters or secure or staff secure facilities which are the equivalents of juvenile detention centers according to brain's findings the security facilities are overused due to inadequate hurried evaluations Children with behavior or mental problems that could be otherwise resolved are often sent to secure detention centers. Abuse and neglect within secure facilities, as you might imagine, are not uncommon. Texas Rio Grande Legal Aid, a nonprofit legal agency, recently filed lawsuits against two detention centers that were committing egregious abuses against unaccompanied, undocumented children. Legal Aid attorney Erica Schummer told Truth Out. Eight immigrant youths suing the Abraxas Hector Garza Treatment Center in San Antonio described being beaten badly, repeatedly, and so severely that several required hospitalization. The abuse continued even after it was reported to their caretaker supervisors. In Nixon, Texas, 10 detained young people uh, filing a Texas Rio Grande lawsuit allege repeated assault and retaliation upon reporting the abuse. Of it's course. always retaliation. Yep, there always is. Most abused detainees don't have access to pro bono lawyers and can't hope to sue. Much more often than not, their stories go untold. According to a June report by the GAO, child detainees are not immune to the neglect suffered by their adult counterparts, widely publicized earlier this month. The report cites the example of a juvenile detention center in Washington state where, despite federal mandates, no medical screening was performed at admission and first first aid kits were not available, as required. Hmm. The facility also ignored requirements to maintain minors' medical records on the site. 
After all, what's going to happen to them if they don't, or if they, you know, if they ignore these things? What's going to happen to them? They're right. going to shut already, down the detention centers. There's already a backlog, so I mean, they pretty much have to take them, um, have to to use these beds that they've got available. So these kids are pretty much anonymous. Nobody knows who they are, who their families are. You probably have limited communication uh, ability with them, and so these bureaucrats, these sickos that work at these facilities, are molesting these kids and harming these kids. Well, with impunity. When they molest them, they're likely to get arrested, um, it, you know, if, if they find out about it. Sometimes it takes decades to, uh, mm-hmm. to figure it out, and we've read stories on, on that. But when it comes to anything else, the worst thing they have to face is firing. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I know that if I get fired from, um, you know, my job, which I actually employ myself, but if um, I were to get fired from a job, I know what the next day I can go out and get another job. Now, when it comes to a bureaucrat, they know that they wouldn't be quite getting that sweet, sweet government paycheck, but Mm -hmm. still. Well, that's because you're not illegal, Mark. You're not um, an alien, so you you're free to do that. You have no one holding over your head that they're going to report you for well, being illegal. But I'm I'm talking about the bureaucrats in this case who are also likely uh, legal. So the toll free number here is one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So you can imagine if they're treating children like this, how it is they're treating the adults that come across the border. There's more to the story about these child detainees. We'll tell you that here in moments and take your calls about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so... If you like Free Talk Live, you like what we're doing on this program, and you want to help support the show, then go shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. I got the numbers in from April, because it usually takes them a few months to get me the numbers and the details, because they have to wait, make sure nobody's returning anything, that sort of thing. Uh, We've pulled in over $1,000 in commissions in the month of April alone, just from all of you guys going out and buying who knows what. 41 categories to shop in, new items used, whatever you buy, Free Talk Live gets a percentage if you start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. 800-259-9231, talking about child detainees. You thought adults had it bad, and they do. In fact, the adults probably have it worse than the children, because the children are, uh, we're talking about immigrants here, the children that are picked up crossing the border, they end up in the hands of foster parents most of the time. About 84% of the time, after about three days in detention, they end up in foster homes while waiting whatever legal nonsense process the government's going to put them through. Uh, but, But many of them have to stay in detention longer for whatever bureaucratic reasons. Maybe they're too backed up or the bureaucrats are too slow or whatever the reasons are. They're kept in very dismal conditions in, uh, you know, cold concrete rooms uh, that nobody should have to stay in. No one who's not harmed anyone else. And these young folks certainly have not harmed anybody. Uh, But let me continue the story here. This is from truthout.org. And they point out that uh, some of the violations of these federal facilities are kept from the public eye. In fact, for the most part, they are. Uh, So we're only hearing about 
a handful. Of sure, things. the feds don't report on themselves. Right. Um, only it only comes through the major news sources, and that, that's pretty much how we find out about these things. It says here that the apparently and the people f- just don't care about uh, immigrants that much. I mean, you know, immigrant abuse. Ugh, they deserve it. They're here illegally. No, they don't deserve it. They're human. That's what people think. Right. I know. They're human beings, though. They need to realize that immigrants are human beings, and they're just like the rest of us, and there's nothing wrong Mm. with someone coming here to make a better life for themselves. If you have have a problem with welfare, then take it up with the government people, because they're the ones that are stealing your money to give it away in the first place. If that's what your issue is, is wealth redistribution, then that's your issue. It's not the fact that they're giving some of that money to immigrants. So get over it. These are people, and they should be allowed to cross borders so-called freely if they want to. Just as you should be free to leave without being taxed, as we talked about earlier. Now Americans are going to be taxed if they want to leave the country. Yeah, sure, you can still leave as long as you pay the government. Well, anyway, the uh, violations are kept from the public eye for the most part. And, in fact, they're kept from the eye of the federal government as well, at least um, the overseers there, according to a recent OIG report noting that the interviews with Department of Unaccompanied Children's Services central office officials indicate that little oversight of facilities occurs. Federal officials aren't required to meet with children when they visit the facilities, so direct feedback is next to non-existent. So when the federal inspectors, whoever it is that they have checking on these programs, go for a visit to one of these detention facilities. There's no requirement for them to meet with the children. So if the children have a complaint, well, well, nobody to talk to. Who are you going to talk to there in your concrete cell? Yeah, how are you going to hire a lawyer? Several allegations of abuse have gone completely uninvestigated, told uh, said one of the watchdogs. A lack of oversight is especially dangerous when it comes to children, she says, because they're much less likely than adults to speak out for themselves. She says children are incredibly vulnerable. They're completely subject to the adults in charge. And these kids are already feeling a lot of victimization. The last thing they need is for the detention process to subject them to further victimization. Moreover, but then again, that is what government does best, it's victimize people. Uh, moreover, documentation on health care provided to detained kids is almost universally sparse due to either poor record-keeping or failure to provide services, according to the government. More than half of the children's medical case files lack a required assessment of their needs, and all case files are missing at least one mandatory document describing care the children received. So... There's a lot of mandatories being thrown around here. They are spo- yeah. supposed to have all they this They use the info. term mandatory and then don't do it. Right, right. And it just goes to show that these government people, they can make their own rules. It doesn't matter what their official laws say. It doesn't matter what the rules specify. They can do what they want, and 99% of the time, they get away with it. If you do something that you're not supposed to do that's mandatory, you go to jail. What, the the what about their oath of office, too? They take an oath of office, they probably just forget about it and laugh. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's all meaningless. It's all for show, isn't it, Wayne? I mean, they it's, just want... It appears to be. Right. They want people to... They want to have all this pomp and circumstance surrounding what they do. Because what they do is violence. What they do is enact force upon people. They aggress against people, for the most part, who have not harmed another person. Well, they, they, provide, they provide goods and services at the point of a gun, is, is probably more accurate. Um, and they don't r- actually whip the gun out, but they, well, they provide goods and services through threats of violence. 
Sure, and while some as opposed of those, to so, any other organization out there that you can think of that right. just provides goods and services well, voluntarily, some of those services may be in demand. That may be the case, like education and protection. Many of them are absolutely not. So not only are they they threatening people uh, to force them to pay for services that they may or may not want, but the ones that don't want it are being forced to accept services they don't want, like you right. know, a marijuana smoker or when, an immigrant. Well, when you say that um, that the people don't want them, that's not true. Some people want them. Some people want marijuana laws in this country. Some people want immigration laws in this country. Some people want uh, protection from the military. Some people want all the stuff that the government provides. And they think they want it. They, they, yeah, but they, they think, think they want it. I mean, so if you think you want it, you want it. Um, but, yeah, that's, you know, the government provides that service through threats of violence. Some, other people. some minor situations are subject to particularly little oversight. Children whose unaccompanied status is questionable remain in Homeland Security custody after being apprehended instead of being transferred to the resettlement office. Uh, Brain emphasizes the extraordinary absence of transparency when it comes to these kids who may be detained indefinitely in prison-like facilities completely invisible to the outside world. So if you're coming across the border to, again, get a job or try to meet some family members or whatever the reason was to escape from a gang, and even if somebody knows you're coming, if you get snatched up by the bureaucrats and they're not keeping the appropriate records, there's no way that somebody who is looking for you would be able to find out who's got you. They and, won't know. You know, when, when threatened by these bureaucrats, likely these kids who probably don't have much documentation, um, some of them will give false names. According to the watchdog, Ms. Um, Brain, she said, we don't know who they are or where they are. Most of them are kept in juvenile detention facilities meant for criminals. There's so little transparency that we haven't been able to speak to any of those children. While detained, unaccompanied children sit in waiting for their court date, which will follow a set of legal standards, exactly mirroring standards for the adult detainees. This means that when it comes to demonstrating their eligibility for asylum in the U.S., the children themselves hold the burden of proof. Right, and they're in a distinct disadvantage to an adult who, you know, would, would just be better at that. They've had more life experience. Seventy percent of the time, these children are not provided with legal representation, according to the Women's Commission findings, which are backed up by a Congressional Research Service I mean, obviously report. the kid needs asylum his life sucked bad enough that he left home before 18 yep. to come to a different country off alone most of these kids are coming here alone often the children are not given the chance to consult with counsel beforehand to learn their rights and the legal standards on which their cases will be decided you know they can tell you what your rights are ahead of time and you just you know you you want to cooperate so that you'll get treated as best as possible and that doesn't result in anything however reynolds noted the government is backed up by attorneys thus many times an immigration judge is deciding a case between government officials armed with lawyers and an unrepresented child who speaks no english although non-english speaking defendants are always provided with an interpreter the translator often only interprets what the judge needs to hear to decide the case, according to Brain. Kids are often left wondering the definitions of most of the words spoken in the courtroom, a reality that's not only frightening for children, but also detrimental to their chances of providing a complete testimony that addresses the claims of the governmental representatives. And I would venture to say that, um, in fact, Americans, many Americans, don't know the definitions of the legal words because they often in court terms have specific meanings that, you know, the, the average uh, person doesn't know for for instance um you know i've heard allegations and i don't know if it's true that a motor vehicle is only for commercial purposes as opposed to a car mm -hmm. which is a passenger vehicle so um you know you're talking about something entirely different even the words must and may and, and other 
seemingly common words in the legal uh, dictionary have different meanings. They can be redefined. And and the, the bureaucrats use must, uh, you know, <laughs> pretty loosely. Clearly, they use mandatory loosely, as uh, evidenced by earlier in this story. They're not doing what's mandatory. Qualifications for asylum are complicated, especially for a minor unfamiliar with the U.S. legal system. Immigrants must clearly recount the risks they'd face but, uh, by returning to their home country, and kids don't often know how to articulate those dangers. For example, a child may not know, or rather may know, that he or she's being targeted by violent men, but they might not understand that those men are members of a paramilitary group singling out the family based on political affiliations. It's just not, uh, in ca- they just don't have all the facts. Mm. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. What about those p- people that do make it through? Without, in, uh, without getting caught by the Border Patrol. Wayne, you'll tell us about them in moments. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with the very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We were talking about immigrants a uh, few moments ago, and actually emigrants, uh, people that are leaving and people that are coming in. I think it, I wasn't intending to line those up uh, incorrectly, but I did. Emigrants being people that are leaving, immigrants being people that are coming in to the country. And uh, I don't think anybody's holding their feet to the fire on it. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting tougher on both sides. It's, of course, more difficult now for immigrants to come here. And uh, we've certainly talked about them a whole lot. Emigrants, though, we found out found out last hour from Mark that apparently now if you're leaving uh, the country and renouncing citizenship, you will not be allowed to leave until the government taxes you on your assets. At the same rate as capital gains. Right. So it's so just not- taking your money out of the country. If you want, if you decide I don't want to be an American anymore, and um, you know, I. I, I I'm certainly not there in my life, but I'm I'm upset with some of the things the government's doing. But I'm sure somebody out there wants to leave the country. Should they have to pay taxes just because they want to go to a different country? Certainly not. They earn that money. That's the way things are turning out. And as you said, Mark, the and they pay taxes on all that money ahead of time. I mean, they've already paid taxes. They're getting retaxed. The border fence works both ways. It keeps people in as much as it keeps people out. Now, of course, it doesn't do a great job of keeping people out. No amount of security will effectively keep people out who really want to come here. And as long as people really want to come here, they're going to do what it takes to get here. In fact, we read a story about some young people, some children uh, who cross the border alone and end up in this 
quagmire of a governmental, uh, you know, nowhere land that people don't even know who they are or where they are. These kids are kept in concrete cells and the treatment, uh, you know, they've been molested, they've been harmed. I mean, it's just awful what is happening to these poor people who are just coming here to try to make a better life for themselves. But some make it through. Some don't get caught by the system, and they end up at their destination. But you have to understand what it took for many of them to get there in the first place results in them getting anything but what they may be expected out of the deal. And, Wayne, you've got the story. Yes, like enslavement. Right. The conviction and sentencing of Mahender and Varsha Sabnani for the torture and enslavement of two Indonesian maids has once again brought to the forefront the issue of slavery in modern America. Mm. This case, which made international headlines in part because of the international cast of characters, as well as the reported wealth of the perpetrators, was colored with salacious testimony. Ms. Sabdahani, an Indonesian married to an Indian, purportedly a Hindu version of Cruella de Vil, was a very successful businesswoman who resided in the Long Island Gulf uh, Gold Coast. Both she and her husband were U.S. citizens. Allegations of abuse included beatings with brooms and umbrellas, slashing with knives, being made to repeatedly climb stairs and take freezing cold showers as punishment for misdeeds that included sleeping late, oh dear, or, mm. or stealing food from trash bins because they were poorly fed. Stealing food from trash bins. Food that has been thrown away, you aren't allowed to eat. You're going to get a whooping for that. Nice. These people had total control over these folks. That's right. Presumably, they were involved in bringing them in as well. Right. And this is what happens when you don't allow people to move across borders freely. They're going to come because they want a better life, and their life stunk in their other country. And I can totally understand. That's why all of our ancestors came here, except for the people that, uh, um, of course, that uh, the, the Indians, uh, you know, the American Indians, their ancestors were here when we arrived, and uh, we took it from them. But... You know, that's why they came here in the first place. So, you know, that's why these people are here. And, and that's what they're told. They're told, well, you'll have a better chance in America. Just come here. We'll get you a ship. We'll get you uh, settled over there. We've even got a, a nice couple that uh, will give you a job. And then it turns out that, uh, you know, you're threatened. And I'm sure the, the article goes into more as to why it is these women were, were staying where they were. Why did they feel as though they couldn't just leave? Uh, does it? I'm hoping it goes into that, Wayne, because no, I can speculate. No, it doesn't. But, of course, that's usually the case because when you make people illegal, obviously, then their property rights, the, the ownership of their own body, those property rights are not honored. Well, they know they can't go to the government. They know right. they can't go to the police to report the, or the abuse. the legal system. They can't go through the the legal system. They could run, and nothing would necessarily prevent them from running unless they're literally you know, handcuffed to things during the daytime or, or whatever. They wouldn't make very good run. servants then. Right, right. right. So, they, Handcuff, so Handcuffing your butler to a chair isn't going to make him a very good butler. So they can run, but here's my speculation on how they scare them into not running. What happens is they know where their family members live over in Indonesia or wherever it was that they come from. This is how they do it with the, uh, the, prostit- you know, the forced prostitution as well, which is also you know, slavery. Uh, they will tell the, the, the people all sorts of glowing stories about America, and then, when, then once they get there, the story changes, and it's, you, you know, you're these people's servants for X amount of time. And, and you're lucky if they release you then. You're lucky if they release you, and if you run, or you disobey, or you do anything at all to, to mess this up, we are going to kill your family members back home. And they believe it, too, because they're dealing with gangsters. They're dealing with, it's not just these two people that brought these 
Indonesian immigrants over, they are likely dealing with you know the Indonesian mob that uh, you know smuggled these people here in the first place. Right, and that wouldn't happen if we had uh, you know we we allowed free people to move across borders freely in this country, in right. this supposed free country. Then they could move where they wanted and get the jobs right. they wanted. Well, they would they would be able to pay their six hundred dollars or whatever it costs to get to America, and it, you right. wouldn't, but wouldn't be required to use the gangsters to smuggle you in. So I'm sorry, Wayne. Go ahead with your story. Uh, yes. Yeah, so there were there were a few other accounts of cruelty in this case, but the point is, uh, the woman Varsha was given 11 years in prison. Hmm. Her husband, who never laid a hand on the woman, was given three years, four months, and the case generated publicity for a number of reasons. So what what were the sentences again? I just 11 years for 11 the woman years. who was allegedly the bigger perpetrator. But what does any of lady. that do? What does any of that do for the victims? Nothing. They Nothing. were probably sent back to Indonesia. It doesn't say that, but there. But it, it's. Uh, but the testimony was actually pretty um, emotional by the by the victims, and uh, so they sort of have to live it all over again by talking about it in court. And again, because these mm-hmm. people were marked illegal, they're they they were subhumans, right? And they and they were opened and, and targeted for abuse. And it happens, and this isn't the only time. It's just one of the times right. when they've been caught. How many other how many other households is this going on in? How many other businesses are people being treated subhumanly? Well, here's another one. Uh, let's see, a Saudi man convicted of sexually assaulting an Indonesian housekeeper and keeping her as a virtual slave was sent- sentenced to 27 years to life in prison in Colorado. Very similar case. Well, it was a man this time. And, and how sad that people could do that. I mean, how sa- how sick. That people could treat another human being that way. It's just mind-boggling that people are so sick and sadistic. And this prohibition on crossing borders, this, these immigration restrictions, feed right into these people. They give them uh, victims. Yeah. Line, uh, victims line up to be victimized in this way. They don't know that's what they're going to get until it's too late. I, I'm not surprised at the depravity. I mean, a, certainly slave, slavery exists around the world, and people are going to want slaves here, and that makes perfectly good sense to me. However, it's the, um, it, it's the fact that... Uh, you know, the, it, our government that was supposed to be there to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness actually has rules that make it uh, contrary to that. I mean, you know, it, it, it's not protecting these people. It's enslaving them. Now, uh, people could argue, well, then they shouldn't come to this country and, and violate our immigration laws. But, you know, that's what humans are going to do. They want to live better lives. They want to be able to come here and work. They want to send money home to their families. They want to provide those things in the same way you want to do that for your kids. And yep. you want to stop somebody from doing it for theirs. How evil. How sick. But you know something? I also suspect that word is getting out internationally that the United States is not such a great place to come to anymore. Probably true. And when that starts to happen, that's also going to hurt the United States oh, uh, yeah. economy a great deal because these people do provide a, a valuable service. Now, yes, there are people who come over here and commit crimes. But, sure they are. But we all, if we, if we all have our property rights restored, we can protect our own property. We don't need the government to protect us from these bad uh, you know, criminal. Yeah, I'm not. Af- I'm not afraid of immigrants. When I see people that let's, uh, let's arrest criminals and yes, leave, yeah. uh, you know, All good criminals. people that want to work hard alone. Exactly. When I see people that don't look like they're from around here, I welcome them. I think it's fantastic that they've come here. I'm I'm afraid mostly of uh, the people that I know are criminals, the government people that I know are threatening my friends and my family with violence if they don't comply or if they don't obey. Those are the people I know are dangerous. And there's no one out there protecting me from them. Boy, I'd really like that kind of protection if I could buy it. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. We'll talk about those government protectors here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, totally free. So enjoy those on us, and those features include the bulletin board system. We've got over 350,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, and you'll find that it's all totally free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. Think about it. If your customer has a complaint about it, you'd certainly like to have that call recorded so that you can go back and reference um, what happened. SACL does that. See their banner at freetalklive.com. Please do business with Business Support Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. A couple of corrupt cop stories here for you. First up, out of CBS News in New York City. Undercover police officers who arrested four men on drug charges are now under investigation. After surveillance video proved the men they arrested committed no crime. Drug charges against brothers Jose Colon and Maximo Colon, along with two of their friends, have been dropped. The undercover NYPD officers are seen on video dancing in the street, then attempting to frame four innocent men. Dancing in the street? Maximo said, I asked police officer why you are arresting me. Never did I get an answer. The investigators swore under oath they brought drugs from the four men. Jose and Maximo Colon say that didn't happen. The cops are supposed to help us, said a shaken Jose Colon. Well, that's that's what they teach you in government school and in the, the media, in Hollywood movies, but turns out that's not necessarily the case. It seems like the cops are there to help the state do whatever it is it wants to well, do. And to help themselves, too. People are sure. incentivized to help themselves, so if they can uh, boost their career by getting an additional arrest or... Perhaps uh, I, I don't. I can, I can only speculate as to why they would uh, choose to arrest innocent men, but it certainly happened, ladies and gentlemen. Defense lawyers say the surveillance cameras proved their clients were framed. It was nauseating, said the defense lawyer Rochelle Berliner. I want to hear about the dancing in the street. Two hours of video <laughs> showed no contact at all between the four men arrested and undercover officers. Proof that lead prosecutors or that led prosecutors to drop charges against the four men and even declare in court that the men didn't commit the crime. Defense lawyers say it's disturbing, but not uncommon. One uh, attorney says, as defense attorneys, you know it exists more often than the government wants you to believe. In the six months that it took to clear the Cologne brothers' names, they lost their business and their savings. Mm. So remember... Their wives will probably leave them, too. Whenever you hear a story about someone winning against the government, right. you can never, ever consider that a win. It's just a damage reduction. That's all it is, because these people were inconvenienced to the point of not even being able to carry on with their businesses. I mean, you've been in jail for six months on some trumped-up charges. All your customers are gone by the time you get out. Right, and judges use, uh, like, my impression is that uh, bails were set at some point in, in history. Bails were set at reasonable amounts so that uh, you could get out and uh, cont- continue your business, but not anymore. Now bail is just, it's it's a quarter million dollars to start. Oh, especially Look, when it's drugs, right? Mine was quarter million dollars for murder in 1989. I mean, it just goes to show now it's a you know, quarter million dollars for, for marijuana possession or something. 
Well, as a result of his ordeal, Maximo Colon has lost trust in police officers. The two are now involved in a civil suit against the city and hope to one day rebuild their lives. So how long is that going to take? How long is it going to take to get that civil suit through the process? And will they even see any sort of settlement? Will they see any sort of money? Well, the government's going to uh, appeal it, too, so decade. Will the bureaucrats who are actually involved here, these undercover officers that just made this crap up, will they actually have to pay these gentlemen? If if this, the government uh, courts do decide that they are owed something for their inconvenience of being arrested and charged with crimes they didn't commit, uh, if the government does decide in their favor, will the police officers themselves have to pony up some cash to make them whole? Not likely. No. No, because government bureaucrats are not liable for their actions for the most part. And these guys are going to have a very difficult time, as they say, putting their lives back together. They would probably be better off getting the hell out of New York City and starting over from scratch. But I wish them the best of luck in attempting to actually get some justice in this joke of a government system that has been foisted upon us. In fact, our uh, buddy Sam from the Obscured Truth Network is working hard on his uh, 33-plus-minute video of his uh, escapades, uh, his adventures in legal land in the Texas court system. I saw a preview copy of it, of uh, what he's looking to crank out here in the next few days, or maybe in the coming couple weeks, and it is uh, pretty good. He's done a real good job of showing pretty clear how there's an inherent conflict of interest in these government courts. You think you're getting a fair share? If you think you're getting a fair shake, it's only because you've been fooled, my friend. It, 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 it goes. It stands to reason the judge and the prosecutor are getting paid by the same organization. Yep. That's not a conflict of interest. Well, in Sam's case, it turns out the judge wanted to be the prosecutor, or rather, wanted to be uh, the, the defense attorney at the same time. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more to, uh, with Sam when that comes out. We'll certainly let you know that. In fact, it's so good, I might just post it on the front page of Free Time. I have, Live. I have a good title uh, for it. Uh, the justice system or the just us system? There you go. Uh, it's definitely the latter. Let's go to your phone calls. Bob's on the line in Tennessee listening on WBCR. Hello, Bob. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you guys doing? What's Good on time. your mind, sir? Uh, well, I'm really confused. I, I don't really know where you're coming from or what your position is on these illegal aliens. What well, part of illegal don't we understand? Well, first of all, well, what but, I, what but, I, but, but before you go on, Ian, um, when you say illegal, that what you're saying is that the laws that we have are um, that because they're laws that they're they're you know they're just and and perhaps passed down by God. But I want you to think about for a minute when if you're going along that line, that there was a time when it was sort of illegal to be an Indian in this country. It was illegal to be a Japanese American running free on the west coast of this country. It was illegal to be a free uh, you know a slave leaving uh, you know slave ownership in this country um in germany it was illegal to be a jew and alive so laws aren't necessarily above reproach and what i'm saying is that the laws are bad so i i do understand that illegal is illegal but i'm saying that just because it's illegal doesn't make it wrong it also it also shows that when when government gets too involved with the economy and with with everyday life they have to keep passing more laws to keep a lid on things and the reason why there's a perceived problem of immigration is because of all these other uh, government-induced problems like, for example, the welfare, welfare state sure. and all these things that have caused the, the, the distortions which have created this um, uh, need to criminalize uh, um, uh, people who come here from other countries. But it wasn't always like that in this country. It was much easier to get in if you wanted to come from another country. It's much easier to get in, far less expensive, far less red tape, and look what you have now, a mess. So, Bob, well, does that make it clear for you, or do you need a little more no, clarification? No, it doesn't. I'm still confused with your, with, with your, with your perspective. Let me, let me say this. Sure. 
majority of the people in this country uh, came here from somewhere else. My, yes, sir. Uh, my family came here back before the Civil War. Uh, I can trace it back that far, but we came here, and they became Americans. These people don't want to be, most. I'm telling you, here in my county, it costs us three hundred eighty thousand dollars a year out of what, our tax. What does? What costs you that? Teach the kids the illegal English. What you mean, like education? Costs? The education part. Yeah. Just to teach them English. You know, Bob, uh, I want to hang on to you. If, you. if you don't mind, hold on. I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to talk to you more about this because he still doesn't really get where we're coming from. And I want to make sure we make it absolutely crystal clear to not just Bob, but everybody else who's listening as well, in case we've done a bad job of communicating this. 800-259-9231. So more with Bob here in moments. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including the wiki. There are over 1,700 pages that have been created by listeners like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive. W-I-K-I, wiki.freetalklive.com. What if a socialist became the president of the United States of America? President Barack Obama? How about John McCain? The North American Union, unconstitutional gun and drug laws, a national ID card? What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? Free State Project participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org as we bring back Bob. Listening in Tennessee, Bob, you're back on Free Talk Live, and you'd called in to ask a very open-minded question. You wanted to uh, to get us to clarify what exactly it was we've been saying uh, tonight about immigration because we've been talking about various different aspects of it. And I want to tie something. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. I'm going to tie that back around into the issue of immigration, if that's all right with you. That's fine. My first question for you, Bob, is how do you feel about stealing? Stealing? Yeah. I I believe it's wrong. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. We're on the same page. All right, Bob, how do you feel about communism? I believe believe it's it's already been proven to be a a lifestyle that... uh, that just deviates from uh, anyone wanting to gain anything, wanting to use their own skills and their own mind, their own abilities to ever gain anything. No doubt about it, communism is an abject failure. Now, the reason I ask you those two questions is because it ties back into what you said a few moments ago before we went away to the break. And you said that these immigrants in your area of Tennessee are allegedly costing over $300,000 per year to educate and, uh, you know... That's just to educate. That's Right, just to educate. Now, hold on, slow down, Bob, slow down. Let me make a point here, and then you can respond with another question or whatever. So you pointed out that all this money is being spent, but what that is is simply a distraction. It's a distraction. The whole immigrant issue is a distraction from the real issue. And the real issue, Bob, is the fact that people calling themselves government are threatening you and me with violence if we don't give them money to go and spend on whatever boondoggles it is they're spending. They'll take your house away if you don't pay your property taxes. That's right. They'll put you in jail if if you don't pay your income taxes. And the immigration issue is really a symptom of a much deeper problem. Central planning and and meddling begets more. We're talking about illegal immigrants coming into this country. 
uh, if you go into Mexico or another country as an illegal immigrant, you're going to end up in prison. Well, enough uh, country. I have no true, problem Bob. with anyone Bob. that wants to come here and find a better way of life. Right. I'm, I'm with open, you. I'm with you on that. It's it, it, the other countries are terrible about everybody. Those I mean, why not? Uh, we would be flooded with people. We could. We, our country could, could not sustain that. Well, and, wait, 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 wait. Well, hold on a second. Wait. Let, let's slow down and just look at that real quick. Because uh, well, I don't believe that that's the case, Bob. I mean, we've had people coming in here, and it was much less restricted in the past. And there was, I mean, pretty much no restrictions at certain points in this country's history. And you didn't and, even have to report into a government official when, yeah. your, when your ancestors came over, Bob. <laughs> and, and America handled no, it just it fine. More restricted. Do you at that believe, time. Bob, and that the there's laws were more enforced at that time? No, that's not true. And they are today. No, when I, you came into this country before, you you wanted to be an American citizen. You learned English. You went through a quarantine. You made sure that they weren't bringing. You didn't have to come here. here. We had already that we had already uh, uh, overcame. Bob, you didn't have to come here and be an American citizen. You could just come here and be an American. Right? They didn't have enough government infrastructure to even find out where people that um, spoke different languages. And by the way, the the, the Swedes, um, and you know, Norwegians settled up in uh, the Minnesota area, in the uh, the Pennsylvania area. Benjamin Franklin, before the uh, the country even existed, was complaining about how they didn't speak English there. So I mean, this same uh, argument's been going on for more than two hundred years. So let me see if I. I can break this down here, Bob, and we'll continue with your uh, with this discussion. But you've agreed with me that stealing is bad. You've agreed that communism is, is bad, and we've pointed out that that the government is stealing your money in order to fund a communistic program known as government education. So the fact that they're taking your money in the first place should be the real issue, not exactly how they decide to spend that money. In this case, deciding to spend some of it on educating so-called illegal immigrants. That again is just. They have no choice. The, the, what? The, they, the children that can't speak English are slowing down the whole school system. So they're, stop paying, they Bob. Have, they have to teach them English. Bob, uh, you, I mean, you don't, uh, wait. The, what, they the, have the, to. I mean, there's no what, choice. They no, have Bob, to you have to pay or else they're going to steal your house. That's where the have to comes in. The oh, government people don't. I'll agree with you. That's wrong, too. That's so that's wrong, where the problem wrong. begins, right? Because that's if you wrong, didn't have wrong. to pay the bureaucrats, they then, wouldn't be costing, the, the immigrants wouldn't be costing you anything. Right? Is that correct, Bob? I'll, I'll agree with that. All right, at, that's at one, good. I'll agree with that. At one time, most of the schools in this country were private schools. And a lot of towns up here in New Hampshire, all the towns actually contracted with whatever local private school they chose. So now that we've overcome that particular objection, Bob, let's go to your other one. The other one is... Well, we, we t- you talked earlier about, uh, and, and I agree with you, uh, how a lot of the illegal immigrants that come in this country are abused. And they are. They're mm-hmm. abused. And, and it's wrong. It's wrong for children, especially, to be abused and put into sure. sweatshops and be... Uh, uh, used as prostitutes, but that would not happen near as much if they came here legally. Because I would like to, you know it, what, Bob? I'll, I'll attribute it. To, I'll look at it as as like prohibition on drugs and alcohol. Yes, the money wouldn't be there, and the money wouldn't be there to profit from those those people. If it was legal. It's so true. You're, a, you're dead on accurate. You're absolutely right about that. But one thing, one thing you have to understand is the reason why people come here so-called illegally is because the legal process has been made so bureaucratic, so slow, so expensive, that it is, uh, as they say, easier to swim the Rio Grande than to climb the mountain of paperwork. I don't think that most Americans really have any sort of idea what the process is like to actually become a so-called legal immigrant. I don't know. Bob, have you ever tried to go start your own business? before 
I know what uh, I know. Two, two people personally that came to this country: one from the Philippines and one from United Kingdom. They came here legally, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, it, it, there there was a lot of of, uh, of uh, things to go through and a lot of hoops to jump so through. So, how about this, Bob? But instead of legally. instead of yeah. all that yeah, bureaucratic nonsense, for them to have done it illegally. Right but now, they Bob, they did it right and they become American citizens. And and, and, but there's and, nothing right. You see, that's the problem. It's the idea that the government is somehow right, that whatever hoops that the government puts up, it's then right to jump through all those hoops. And if you don't jump through all the government's hoops, then you're somehow a bad person. But the problem is, Bob, those, ho- those hoops are completely arbitrary. They're created by people who don't really have a, you know, they don't, an have, incentive. They, yeah, they don't have an incentive to treat people right. They don't have an incentive to be uh, reasonable. So they keep putting up barriers and restrictions and more costs. And, you know, more fees. And it just makes it more and more difficult for people to come here. I want people to be able to come here without having to beg some bureaucrat for permission, because it seems to me, Bob, that that's not what freedom's about. You don't ask permission to be free. You just come here and then you can be free. What's wrong with that? Well, let me ask you a question. We've Go got, uh, we've got uh, some uh, our young people halfway across this world right now trying to guard borders. And our border's wide open. Uh, is that the question? Wait, what was the question? It, it, I, I understand where you're coming from, Bob, when you say that. It, but, you know, that's how the government works. The government always does dumb things. They always contradict themselves. They always do whatever's convenient and expeditious for themselves because it'll never be you and I who are in charge. We'll never have an efficient immigration system in this country that lets in the good people and keeps out the bad people and lets in the right amount of people because it's always going to be the government who never gets incentivized properly to do things correctly. Let's shift perspectives here for a moment, Bob. What about my freedom? What about my freedom? Shouldn't I be free to cross the borders of my own country freely? How about yes. that? Yes, well, we should. Well, there's a slight problem here. And, that, and that's another thing. I, 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 you know, I, I would like to see you address that more than, than someone that's not a citizen of this country. We, you know, we're it's all tied together, freedom. my friend. We talked about that a moment ago and how uh, expatriates, people that want to leave this country, are prevented from doing so now unless they pay a tax in order to leave. And in addition, just with the current security right. structure we have... You're not free have, if you have to pay a tax. Right. Just with the current security structure we have, if I want to go visit Canada or Mexico, I have to sit in a line that could be hours long before I'm allowed back into this country, have to show a passport I'm, to get back in. Your, I want to know I'm how you feel Canada. about that. Bob, and I'm going to hang on to you for some more, if you don't mind. Hang on. 800-259-9231. It's an important conversation. We're going to have more of it here with Bob. And if you've got a question, you want to jump in here, feel free. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us Again, that is freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the program and you like Free Talk Live, you want to support us, then learn how you can promote the show by going to promote.freetalklive.com. Lots of simple ways to help Free Talk Live get into more ears around the country and around the world are listed there. One of the more important ones at the moment is voting. Uh, We do need you, if you've yet to do it in the month of July, to go to vote.freetalklive.com and cast your vote for the show in the Podcast Alley podcast rankings. Uh, 
what were we uh, today? Mark fourth or fifth place uh, today? Well, fourth? we've moved up. Uh, we're um, you know right now currently at fourth. Currently at fourth place. I think you said earlier that we only needed about a hundred votes to get to the top. Now that's not to say we only need a hundred votes for the rest of the month. We're probably going to need several hundred by the time the month is is over. But it will only take a few more to get up up to number one. Yeah. Please go vote now. Uh, so if you haven't voted, again, go to vote.freetalklive.com. It'll take you less than a minute. It makes a big difference for us because a lot of new people find us uh, from that podcast, Alley Top Ten. And if we're number one, that just means more people will listen to us than if we are number five or number four where we are currently right now. So vote.freetalklive.com as we bring back Bob in Tennessee. You're back on Free Talk Live. Now, Bob, we're talking about your concerns about so-called illegal immigrants and how we on this show are are advocating freedom and, and liberty and the uh, the uh, uh, the ability to cross borders freely, and I know you had another point you wanted to make, and that's why I wanted to bring you back on, and I, I had another question I wanted to ask, so let me get that question out the door here first, because you're with us on things like uh, like uh, taxes, and, and you certainly don't like communism, we don't either, um, and so I want to ask you about my freedoms, because if you're talking about controlling immigrants, you're also talking about controlling me, Bob, and you as well, and Mark, and everybody else that's listening. Anybody that's an American so-called citizen or somebody living here is going to be subject to all of the police state nonsense that's come about already and more is coming by these immigration crackdowns. I, as an American, will be subject to random checkpoints. I will be subject, if I want to go to Canada or Mexico for a visit, or a vacation or business, I'll be subject to being searched and harassed by government bureaucrats when I return to the country. So how do you justify all that if you, I mean, if you, like me, presume... What ammunition have they used to bring that on? They've used that... The ammunition they've used to bring that on is illegal aliens. They've left our borders open, and they use that ammunition to say, we've got all these illegal aliens, so we're going to have to... we're going to have to have these checkpoints. We're going to have to. They use that. Well, they Bob, use you mentioned. That. And, and, look, Are you look, okay with that, Bob? I I'm a fight for. I've worked in Canada. I could go to Canada if I had a DUI. They won't let me across their border. I, look, I understand I, that I, other countries, Bob. I understand that they would not let cross the border. Mark, you tried going to Canada, Canada once, and they, the they shut you down too. I got thrown in jail for going to Canada. Right. I understand, Bob, that other countries are tyrannical and despotic and evil, and they have stupid it's not laws. Man, it's a. It, it's, it's, that is it's, tyranny. It's rules they lay down. It's a stupid rule. Country, it's a dumb you've rule. You've got a certain set of rules. They turned you away your by. business, Bob. They turned away your business because you had a uh, you know a criminal record, and it's absurd, and it's a stupid rule. And and some laws are really really bad laws, and the immigration laws are really bad laws because it's resulting in all of our freedoms, not only the, the immigrants, uh, but it's also resulting in all of our freedoms being taken away. Are you okay with that? Are you all right with checkpoints? Are you okay? With that, you're, you're talking about two different subjects. No, about, you know, uh, uh, as an American citizen, uh, yeah, we, we need to. We need to. Uh, uh, we've lost more of our freedom since 9/11 than we lost in the hundred years previously. But you're talking about two different subjects. We're talking about people that's coming to this country illegally. They're breaking our laws just by coming in here. I break laws all the time. Don't you? Don't you break I, laws, Bob? Have you yeah, ever sped? Yeah, I do. Have you ever, <laughs> if you want to count traffic violations. Have you ever smoked a joint? Oh, yeah. Have you ever had a drink underage? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, you're illegal, thing. too, Bob. How about that? Why don't you throw yourself out of the country right now? I'm just being silly. I don't actually recommend you do this. But, I mean, you're as illegal as I am, and if, if breaking a law makes one illegal, then put us all in jail, man. 
Well, what are we going to do? We're just going to open the gate? Yeah. We're going to let here? people come here and live and live as they want to and stop taxing people. Stop paying yeah, these right. damn government goons their, uh, your hard-earned money. We're, we're losing our sovereignty as a, as a country. We're, we're a sovereign country. No. Well, what does uh, that even welcome. mean? Hold this, on, Bob. Slow down. I understand. I, Bob, I, hold on. country here, even today, welcomes more immigrants than any other country in the world. Just be, then you're now you're just comparing cancers, lately? Bob. You're just comparing our cancer is better than other cancers around the world. Look, I'm not saying the laws aren't too strict, but I'm saying this, man. The, if 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 they come in here illegally, they're they're they're, they're inviting themselves to be subject to uh, the things that you, we, you were talking about earlier. They're being abused. You were talking about sovereignty, Bob, and I want to focus on that for a moment. Okay. Sovereignty is all about being king, okay? The king was the sovereign. So the intention behind uh, the founding no, fathers... No, sovereign. You're a sovereign. I was I'm about to sovereign. get to that, Bob. Exactly. I was about to get to that point. The intention behind this country was to get rid of the whole idea of a king and to have 300 million kings, where each individual is a sovereign over his or her own life and property. Now, I, as a sovereign individual, would like to have the ability to bring whomever other sovereign individuals from wherever else I want to bring them onto my property. And the other people that believe in immigration freedom also want to bring those people onto their sovereign property. Now, how can somebody else outside of my property deemed to tell me what to do as a sovereign with my own property. That's what you're essentially talking about here. Because I believe for someone to enter this country, they, ought, they, they there should be a certain set of rules. And, and I do agree with that. Well, be, But I, I, I don't. I believe, so I you're telling they, me that my sovereignty to, doesn't matter. I, I, I do. I believe they should want to become a, an American citizen. I don't want to be an oh, American I think, citizen. I think many of them do, Bob. Our way of life. I think, I think they want that, Bob. And they should want a living wage for, what, for the work they perform, and they should not be, uh, they should not be willing to come in here and, and uh, work at, at uh, slave labor, and they should not well, uh, be willing to come <laughs> here and work uh, and live in, in squalor. Well, you, you, Bob, you're talking about a lot of different and, issues. And embrace our way of life, you, you, and I believe they should be able to I don't even here. know what that means. Bob, you're, you're talking about a lot of, of different issues here. When you're talking about somebody's um, living in squalor, you're talking about their right to live how, however it is that they can live or want to live wherever it is that they want. If, if they want to have junk cars sitting out in their driveway. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about they should not be able to, they should not have to come here and live uh, ten or fifteen people packed a house. Yep, they, they and, and live without live, live without the the convenient the the just the, the the essential modern conveniences of life. They should not have to be scared to death if they go to work and, and they the should, guy I agree with that. Or threatens them threatens them because they're illegal that if they don't do this much work in the, in this amount of hours that he's going to. Uh, uh, have them shipped out. So the I solution, Bob, is to legalize immigration. Legal and, and enjoy the and enjoy the things that we we can enjoy here as American citizens. Look, if not, it's like prohibition on drugs. It like is. It's, it's, see, it's the prohibition that's causing the problem. It's a prohibition on immigration, and the government's getting involved. Therefore, what it's doing is it's um, you know it's it's turning these people into slaves. Therefore, driving down the wages of those people, the um, the, the the legal ones it's they uh, they compete against, and you and me, it drives, it drives down, down everyone's down the wages. wages. Of 
American citizen because those people are willing to come here and work for life. So, Bob, let me see if I've got this straight. We've had a quite a lengthy conversation yeah, here. Yeah, we have. I don't want to type. That's all right. Our time is running out, but I want to make sure I've got this straight. You sound like you agree with us on some things. Like, you want immigrants to be able to come here and live a nice life, and I would like that, too. But I understand that the reason why they can't is because the immigration process is so bureaucratic and awful, and it's only getting worse. So I propose abolishing the immigration bureaucracies, but that's scary to you because you believe, for whatever reason, that some group of bureaucrats should be able to arbitrarily determine who can come here and from where they can come and how much it's going to cost for them to get here and how much paperwork they need to fill out. And it seems to me that is not in favor of freedom, Bob. That's control, my friend. How does that make you feel? We have to have some laws. We have to have some rules. Look what You know what you can have, Bob? You can have rules on your private, Bob. I agree with rules. And all his criminals, he he pushed them out on us in Miami. Did you go to Miami in the early 70s? I lived in Florida my entire life up until this point, Bob. You know what happened there? Do you want that to happen with the Mexican government? You know... Uh, you know, the, uh, the, 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 it took a little while, but the, 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 hold on, but, but, Bob, Bob, you've just disparaged the Cubans, and it's not fair. It took a little while for things to, to clean up after the Mariel boat lift. Certainly, Castro created a problem, but look at awful. but look at Miami now. Miami is a thriving metropolis. People are making great money there. Um, the, you know, it's cleaned up. It's not as good as it, it could be, but it, it's blame cleaned the government up. for that. G- you know, give give it a little bit of time. No, These... I don't blame the government. Castro was throwing them. What were you supposed to do? Shoot them out of the ocean? Before they could get to shore. Look, Bob, you know, they if you want to, here's, they, they here's put, the thing. They, you, I'm going to leave you with this one in, idea, Bob. As long as you, Bob, thank you for the call tonight. As long as you want to control other people, and these immigration laws are controls. You have to jump through a bunch of hoops, fill out paperwork, pay money to some bureaucrats. You're being controlled. As long as you want to control others, Bob, you yourself will find yourself controlled. It's the laws, you know, the way the universe works, my friend. So let go of it. Let people live their lives how they want. Let them come here if they want to without begging bureaucrats for permission. Our three provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224, 800-952-9224 and find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We continue with your calls about what you want. Let's talk to Matt in Illinois on the Amp Line. Hello, Matt. Ladies and gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, Ian, I was listening to uh, Monday night's podcast, and a uh, statist named Frank called, 
and yes. was um, giving you a, a hard time. And, and you mentioned something about Santa Claus. Yeah. I was wondering where you were going with that. Let's see. My question was, did he... What was my question? Well, he, uh, you were telling him that the state doesn't exist. Was Santa Claus legitimate or something to that effect? And he never gave you a straight answer, and you weren't able to, to go where you were going with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe you were telling, to... him, telling him that the state is an imaginary entity, um, you know, that uh, it's it's not real, and that uh, Santa Claus, you know, that you were making comparisons there and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I think you're on to that. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what I was doing, Mark, but I don't have the conversation in front of me, so I can't give you the exact line of thought I was going down, because I don't really remember at this point. Oh, I'm sorry, because I do believe that there's there's some legitimate purpose to Santa Claus. Whereas well, you don't uh, believe think... in the, the state having a legitimate purpose? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, because I think that uh, Santa Claus is a good barometer as for when your kids have grown up enough to realize the difference between fantasy and reality. Hmm, yeah, maybe so. And I think that maybe uh, Frank and other statists haven't grown up to that point yet where they re- to realize that that uh, government is just a legal fiction. It's just a fantasy. Yep, that's all it is. It only exists in the minds of the people who believe in it. For the rest of us who understand the truth, uh, government is nothing more than men and women doing business at the point of a gun. And that's it, and that's all that it is. I don't know that I agree with this this line of, of thinking. I understand where you're coming from, that the government doesn't exist, but that's like saying Walmart doesn't exist. The only thing that exists are the buildings and the people wearing blue outfits. But the government exists as much as Walmart exists. In that there are men with guns that are threatening people? Okay. No, they there both exist, but one of them is voluntary to deal right. with. And the the government's a gang. It's a real gang. Now, well, right. is, it, is legitimacy... Say again, Matt? I said Santa Claus exists inside of me. I am Santa Claus to my children. Understood. Um, but, like, there's not a man called Santa Claus, and there's not an organization of elves and all those things out there making <laughs> toys. Um, whereas there is an organization called the government, and it is real. Now, legitimacy is in something entirely different. As far as I'm concerned, the government is the largest gang out there, but it's a real gang, um, and as real as any other gang, and anybody else who's, anybody who's ever been robbed by a gang or the government can tell you that it's real. It's real. To say it's not real is 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 confusing to people. Okay, I see where you're coming from there. Fair enough. So there are all uh, there are people who work for a fictional corporation known an as organization, Walmart. An organization, right? A fictional corporation known as Walmart, but you know that fictional corporation writes checks and you know does all kinds of of things that are very real in this world. So it's real, as as real as anything any you know organization is. And it's like saying, for instance, marriage isn't real. Well, there is no marriage. I can't point to one, but I have a ring on my finger, and believe me, my wife is going to want to know where I am if I'm more than an hour late coming home from work. So you know these, it's. Real. Real. There's a real agreement between her and I. Sure, and there are real men and women doing real violence right. against real a real people. gang. That's true. Good point, Mark. Matt, any other thoughts? No, I was just very. Um, the other thought, I guess, would be, you know, why would you want this uh, legal fiction uh, setting up laws against the uh, aliens, the uh, the people who are uh, coming across the borders? 
Well, Bob, who called in last hour and was on for three segments, and was a great guy, and and was definitely willing and open to uh, to listening to our sides, and um, you know, we, it was probably difficult for him having three hosts and all that stuff. He he got into some of the issues that people have as far as immigrants um, go. They well, don't yeah, like he, the, you know, the conditions Mark, they live in, and yeah, you know, Mark, what I was going to say too is is all I hear from people though is is they repeat a lot of these talking points, yeah. that, that are that are put out there in the media to stir people up. Sure. And make people afraid of, of uh, immigrants. They hear it on Rush Limbaugh or whatever. Or, yeah, and Hannity and Combs, all those people. They're, and they they're, parrot them. Well, and they parrot them, exactly. Well, they, uh, and they, they have real effects in their lives. Look, if you're, if you're a carpenter right now, you know that the, the illegal immigrants are affecting uh, the, the, the construction industry. You know that that's true and that's real. All I'm saying is you don't mind going to Walmart and play, paying lower prices. Your labor is simply a commodity. The people that are getting, um, that you're paying lower prices for cotton balls at Walmart, those people that are, um, from whom you're, you know, the, 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 the manufacturer of those cotton balls would really like it. The people that work at that cotton ball fra- factory would really like it. Their family, their children, all the people that are involved in making those cotton balls would really like it. If you had to pay more, if there was a government restriction on how much, how little one could pay for cotton balls. They would love that. And that's the same thing. It's the exact same thing as a government restriction on labor coming across the border, um, whether it's for carpentry, electronics, dishwashing, or lawn mowing. Everyone wants protectionism. protectionism for your particular industry. And that's what everyone wants. They want to be sure. protected in their own industry, but they want to have a... Co- I want the know. government to come and shut down Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity and Michael Medved so that I'm going to have um, a better opportunity to get on those, uh, those, those spots. I want the government to come in and shut those people down. Where are the where are the anti-immigration zealots out there? Manda- you know, I'm um, screaming and yelling that uh, Rush Limbaugh goes away. We need more FM talk. We need the government to mandate that uh, a bunch of uh, music radio stations flip formats to talk and add free talk live. I mean, everybody wants protectionism for their own industry, but at the same time, they also want that sort of cornucopia of choices, cheap, cheap choices in the uh, the, the realm of the things they need to buy. Right. right. And and when it comes to the the conditions that immigrants live in, they want those choices to come from. Foreign countries, you want your oranges to come from Brazil, and you don't care how they live in Brazil. You just care how they live down the street from you. And the fact is, you don't have a right in America. You don't have a right for a second not to be offended. You don't have the right to be offended. Let me tell you one more time: you to don't have the be. right to be offended. To not be offended. Excuse me, not to be offended. Most, me, most, most of the backlash is against um, immigrants from Mexico. But how we have to also look at how our foreign policy that our government has been projecting over the last 20 or 30 years how that's affected life in Mexico where they want to leave their families, they want to leave the place they were born, to come to a strange land where people don't speak their language, to work and toil and maybe be enslaved. Having the drug gangs around certainly doesn't help life in Mexico, that's for sure. Well, That's right. And a lot of these things that we look at, you know, we get caught up in the minutiae but we don't realize that Without taking a step back, we can't see the problem clearly. Without taking a step back, we can't see that it's really just a symptom of a much deeper problem. And when we step back, we see that around, you know, that's just basically another law that's being passed to patch another law that, that was passed or another mm-hmm. reg- set of regulations that, sure. that were passed. Uh, to It'll never end. And Government it never, it fixing never, problems, it created. Exactly. It's, it's a government trying to fix a problem it already created with the welfare state, with, with interventionism, both at home and the home economy and in foreign countries. And, and this is never going to end until it collapses. Matt, your final thoughts. Yeah, there, my son came up from Arizona today and was telling me an interesting story about a, a gentleman who was an American citizen who hitched a ride with a bunch of illegal aliens, quote-unquote illegal aliens. They went out, up to Arizona 
uh, to a farm to pick some of the crops. I'm not sure what crops it was, but they were picking them, and they got them all picked. And um, he was coming back, and things happened with the cops. But the point of the story is that no American wanted to go out and pick those crops mm-hmm. for the same price, except this one guy that was with these illegals. He, he got paid the same amount that they did. Mm-hmm. So any American that wants to can go out and work hard in these fields and get paid that amount and keep the cost of our food down, but nobody wants to. Yeah, they're or, lazy. Or we can uh, you right. know, crack down on illegal immigration and pay $20 for a head of lettuce. Thanks, Matt, for the call. Appreciate it. You 800-259-9231. Know, the other thing is you probably see a lot of high school and college kids uh, doing this uh, in their spare time for extra money if we didn't have such ridiculous minimum wage laws, too. Because the minimum wage is, is, no, is such... No, they're too lazy. I mean, kids are too damn spoiled, Wayne. Well, some Come are. On. Some are, but you'd still, I think you'd see more of them doing that if uh, if wages were able to float properly. I don't know. Speculation. Yeah, that's true. 1-800-259. Who's going to pay the minimum wage for picking uh, strawberries in a field? That's too high. You just can't get it. Well, they, get paid they, by can't the compete, they can't compete with you, the foreign strawberries. You'd be a fool to pay uh, fruit pickers minimum wage because then you'll just get people standing around and no fruit's going to get picked. You get paid by the, the pick, bushel. By the bushel. Uh, more coming up. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll talk to Larry in New Jersey and take your calls about anything. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want if you dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page for you for free at freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can, protect, uh, can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that could wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is both fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents. They do patents, wills, trademarks, LLCs. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. And it's so important to get those wills done. You don't want your family to be left you know, in the lurch when you die. to your phone calls. We go to Larry in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Larry. Hello. uh, I've been listening since about April, and I I really like what I hear. I agree with just about everything you guys said up until this immigration issue. All right. Very good. Um, You kind of go from one extreme to the other. I mean, our system is just incredibly abusive to the Mexican people. I'll grant you that. Okay. But, I mean, where do you draw the line? I mean, what happens when the Mexican military starts rolling across our border? Well, that would be an act of aggression, and people who aggress against others should be defended against. So, what about La Rica Conquista, La Raza, these groups that are coming up here, and they plainly state that this is Oslan, and they're going to take it over? Well, um, you know, some of those groups do. Now, um, would you agree that uh, when those that those groups are kind of fringy? And explain. I don't. Well, that they're fringy. That the average. Like the KKK is a right, fringe right. group. Right. Right. In the same way that the KKK is a fringe group, would you agree that the you know maybe they certainly have more legs than the KKK does? They have more membership and you know like people that agree with them, but that they're sort of well, there's a fringe huge group? rallies. I mean, huge rallies where they're protesting. This is our land. This is Oslan. I've, I've seen. Okay. I think. Here's here's my speculation. Rather than trying to get you to agree with me, here's what I think. I think that those organizations get their membership and the people are driven into the arms of the bigots, which is what those people. 
people are, driven into the arms of the bigots because they feel that they're, um, you know, uh, oppressed here, that people hate them, that people can treat them as second-class citizens, that people don't want them around. So they're driven into the arms of these organizations that say, you know what, it's not you who are bad, it's those white people out there that stole our country. And I think that if we treated immigrants like anybody else in this country, illegal or not, that they wouldn't run to those organizations and they'd be about as uh, periphery as the KKK. You don't see them giving anybody any trouble these days, do you? Well, they're, 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 they're pretty small. I mean, the KKK. And I mean, they are now, but there was a time. They're idiots. But the answer but, there is still the same, whether it's the KKK or La Raza or the Black Panthers or whoever it is that the hate group is that you're talking about. They should be able to hate and, you know, be jerks. But as long, you know, as, long as they don't hurt anybody or destroy property, as soon as they cross that line into aggression, as soon as they cross that line into aggression, Larry. I'm sorry, go ahead. They have a plainly stated goal to retake Oslon. Is that going to there, require aggression, sir? In this country right now. Is that going to require aggressive to acts? Well, I, I tell you what. I mean, what, what about? I mean, I, I've been in Mexico. I spent about five months in Mexico over the past four, three or four years. Okay. And I, I, I got a good understanding, and they know down there, plain and well, that if you're wanted by the Mexican police, that you go to the United States because it's it's easy to get in, and 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 you you can pretty much. Um, so I outrun the Mexican police. Right, there. and if we got rid of those, if we got rid of the uh, stupid immigration laws we had, people would be have a more difficult time disappearing because there would be fewer of them that would disappear. There would be a whole bunch of people that would ping, spring up well, right up on radar. Besides, what does it mean to be wanted by the Mexican police? There are a lot of people that are wanted by the police here in America, and they haven't harmed a single person. Have you ever met any drug users, for instance, drug dealers? I mean, just because you're wanted by the cops doesn't make you a bad guy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But. So what, let's go back to the La Raza point. If you're talking about an aggressive act, if you're talking about they want to take back by force what they believe to be their country, then certainly people who use force on others should be defended against. But as of right now, nobody's used force on anybody as far as you know getting political change to happen. If you're if you're talking about uh, if you're talking about them hurting people or destroying property, then of course I would uh, would oppose that. But if they come in here and they flood and they believe they're and they come in here and they bring their socialist belief and they want bigger government and eventually they're going to we're going to be really outnumbered by these people. Now, now Larry, you're you're proposing you're, you're proposing to uh, to stop socialism with socialism. You realize that you don't want those people no, coming in no, here and no, bringing no, their socialism. Wait, you don't want them coming in and bringing your their socialism, but you're willing to use your fascist socialist system, which w- w- it really that's that's what a no, government. Yes, it, yes, it it's is. Not, it's not it's not my system. I I think that there needs to I, I the libertarian used to libertarian party used to have your position. And they since then changed it, and I think for good reason because it, it just wouldn't work because there's you got to have some level of control over the border. There's no question after being in Mexico. So would no you consider yourself, mind, Larry? Would you consider no, half of the Mexicans would be here? Great, immediately come on we, in. Come in come and work. Come on in. If you want to come here to a better place and live a life in, in, in relative freedom, this is the place to do that. Have you ever we been would... out west? I mean, look, there are huge, vast, more of America is unpopulated than it is populated. 96%. The whole idea that they're going to come in here and overrun us and we're all going to be living in little cardboard boxes on top of each other is absolute ludicrous nonsense. I mean, you're in New Jersey, right, Larry? Yeah. 
Yes. The vast majority of your state's unoccupied, and it's a pr- pretty populous state. When you go down South Jersey and, and that direction, there's huge tracts of unpopulated land. And besides, the marketplace scales up as more people come in, right. more jobs are created, more opportunities are Right, because those people created. buy things, they eat things, they drive things, they, you know, they, they, they live lives, and that gives more people jobs. Right, so I have no, it doesn't scare me at all to let people come in here, whether they're coming from Mexico or China or wherever it is they're coming from, as long as they want more freedom. And you talk about socialism, but... But uh, many of these folks are just looking for a better life. They're not looking to impose their viewpoints. There is no welfare in Mexico. I mean, Mexico is wide open. You you uh, you basically eat or be eaten in Mexico. That's how their system works. So the socialists are already here in America, and right. they the already socialists took win over the a elections. long time ago, Larry. Right, and they're all a bunch of white people. So the socialism is pretty well uh, inbred here in America, and so really I'll, what I'll we should you, be opposing you that, is socialism. You've got, you got a group of people who are used to – I mean, they just think that it's normal to be abused by the police. Their whole mindset is just it, – it's much different than – I mean, they, they couldn't even understand what you're talking about on, this, on your show. What do you um, what do you mean? Immigrants? They have a different mindset. I mean, they can't understand the concepts of freedom. I You're mean, suggesting I, immigrants I, I don't understand? demonstrations where people would just flee when the military would come by, and then as soon as the military passes by, they reassemble. They, Sounds they hide like a their sensible thing. And everything. I mean, it's just a, it. I was Wouldn't down you? there on the Mexican That's... election day on 2006, and you, it's. I mean, it, it was like something you'd see out of Nazi Germany. Well, you know, what What if we had martial law in America? Would you hang around if the, if the military or the police came around? You're going from one extreme to the other. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, again. put yourself in their place. Of course you're going to flee when the police or the military come around, especially if you're unarmed and you don't have the right to bear arms. Yeah, and shouldn't people, people who live That's the way on. they've I, always grown, and that's, why it's, that's the way they've grown up. That's the way their country has been for most of their lives. Larry, let's, a lot take, of people let's take that, another attack, Larry. But that's, let's, the, but that's let's, the way that let, they okay. think. Okay, Mexican it, people are horrible. I'm with you. They're a bunch of dirty savages. Now, let's take another attack here. that's ridiculous to say that. They're no, most no, no, no. I, Larry, just l- look, listen to me this way. Okay, we have strict immigration laws that keep people out of, that are supposed to keep people out of this country, but we have 20 mil- million illegal immigrants. What do you propose oh, to do question. to keep the people out? That's a good question. We'll let you answer it here in moments, Larry. Hang on. What are you going to do if you want to keep people out of America? Whatever's going on right now is not working at keeping people out. So what's Larry's plan? Find out here in moments at 800-259-9231. Says he likes a lot of our ideas, but isn't with us on this one. The so war on immigration. What's his plan here? We'll talk to Larry. Hopefully he'll hang on. It is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want. Toll free at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. The features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove that they listen to the show. Just head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Immigration, it's a hot topic still in America. And unfortunately, most Americans are blissfully uninformed 
on the issue. And so normally we get the same objections time and time again, the same talking points, as you pointed out, Wayne. But that's okay because people are always tuning in. Um, new people are always tuning into this program, and they need to hear these viewpoints, even though a super, super majority of Americans agrees with some sort of crackdown on the so-called illegal immigrants. The fact is a super, super majority of Americans are just dead wrong. Let's go back and bring Larry back from New Jersey. Before we go, I want to apologize to Larry. I overcharacterized his statement and made him um, sound like a fascist of some sort. Right. You also, to anybody who might have tuned into that moment, you also sounded like a racist, Mark, and you don't feel that way about Mexicans. No, well, I, no, they, they can, if they can't tell that I'm kidding, then, you know, they can go he jump was in the being, lake. He was being extreme. I, I never took it that way either. But, but you know something, uh, Larry, I was going to ask you, remember back in the 60s they had that war on poverty? Do you remember that under LBJ? How'd that one go? Larry, are you still there? Poverty, the war on drugs, the war on name it. They, they've lost every one of them. It, it's all, it, these are all government scams. And this, but, but, but what about the war on immigration? Same thing. Oh, the the government's having... a failure. The government thrives on failure. So... I don't disagree with you on any of those issues, okay? So, right, I'm not so... a fascist. I, don't, I, I mean, I think that you know, we need to shrink up Washington, D.C. until we can't hardly see them anymore. Okay, then what is your plan, Larry? If you understand that government's, government wars on fill-in-the-blank fail, what is your plan to restrict immigrants? Well, the, well the, I think that, um, first of all, I mean, you guys are going to disagree with me on this, but I think that there needs to be some regulated control of the number of people who come into this country. How are you going to do but that? They, that's, that's the way they have now, Larry. They have a regulated control of the okay. number of people okay. that come okay. into this Let's country, it and it's failing. Okay. The fascist system at our borders right now, it, it's worse than Nazi Germany. Okay, I did totally disagree with what's there now. Okay, I do not. I absolutely do not agree with the, the way it's run now. What would you like okay? to see, Larry? Go but, ahead. But we're, but we're trying to hash out this somewhere in the middle because you guys are I, I guess you think that our borders there should be no one at the border i won't I, I think there should be private property the idea of borders is fallacious just as the idea of nations i'm willing is to go for uh you know quarantine um, you know immunization spots for three days or something like that to make sure that they don't have but mark that requires leprosy. of some sort that requires it doesn't require that authoritarian it doesn't require that regime. you just tell people that that's what you need and then therefore well, no, the thanks. vast majority of people that come across the border that don't have these things Things will go through. They'll get checks. They'll they'll spend their three days and then off. They'll so go. if I just want yeah, to walk you're right. Through. The people with leprosy will come. Will they'll sneak past these things. But at the very least, you'll have these people living above board. I don't want to pay for but, it. But again, guys, because you, you, you're a jerk. But again, you can't have open borders in a vacuum. You have to make it a, a totally free, free market society, and then immigration will be self-regulating, just like everything else in a free society. All right, let's go back to your so vision, Larry. So, so what's going to happen when people come across and they obviously have leprosy, tuberculosis? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you do with them? You, you leave well, it up to the right marketplace in? to decide well, how to When do they come across? Because as Ian had stated, you're never going to know when those people come across. You don't know now. Right. You'd leave it to the marketplace to decide. That's, and a, that's another fear-mongering um, talking point that yeah. the media uh, puts out there to scare people. One thing's for sure, the government is not going to be able to effectively handle an outbreak of any sort. All it will do is just quarantine people that are unnecessary to be quarantined and inconvenience a whole lot of folks. But let's Why get back to your vision. I mean, that's... Let's get back to your vision. What do you propose to regulate immigration in the way you would like to regulate it? I think that we should establish reasonable numbers that aren't going to be um, okay. You have reasonable numbers. Economy. I mean, now how do you? They do have it? reasonable numbers now, Larry. They, or well, at least they, they no, they, 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 they don't. There's no reasonable numbers. The borders are wide open. The people cross the border without any restrictions. There are, the numbers are arbitrary, and, and the reason proposing... that they're doing it is because Ian pointed out very plainly 
that the system is so bureaucratic that it's impossible to deal with. So you're talking about what, making the system easier to deal with? Well, I mean, first of all, I think if you come across the board and it's obvious from your speech, I mean, anyone with a half a brain could tell that if you're an American or not just by the way you talk. I mean, you could talk to someone five minutes and know if they're an American citizen. Okay, I mean, that's 90, that. 99 times out of 100. Yeah, okay. So, it, so, so from there, if someone's coming in from Mexico, I think we should have a reasonable number how many people should work here, and we should give them permits, and we should be a lot, you know, lenient on them instead of making them live like they're wanted criminals why they're living okay, here. Okay, so let me see I if mean, I understand you so far. to take care of their family. Larry, I, uh, let me see if I understand where you're coming from so far. You're saying that the arbitrary numbers the bureaucrats have selected are not appropriate. You're saying new arbitrary numbers need to be selected. Okay, fine. New arbitrary numbers are now selected. Larry, you've got your, uh, your correct amounts, what you believe to be the correct amounts, implemented. Now, what about all those other people that are still going to want to come here? What do you plan to do about them? Well, I think that it's going to take – most of that's going to take care of itself. Um, you, that's you, quite a nice vision, but – There's 20 I, million people living under the radar right now. People are going to keep coming there's here. There's 40 million living under the radar. Okay. Whatever. Pick your number. People <laughs> are going to keep coming here, man, because they're going to well, – for whatever they the want to live are. here. So what are you going to do As many it? people want to live here as, is as many people who want to live here. And any number that you pick other than that is not going to be the right number. So what are you I mean, going to do about it? The one area where I really disagree with you guys, I mean, I, I've been in Mexico, and people don't understand that they live 12 to a house here because they live 12 to a house in Mexico. Okay. So, I, I mean, that's very common. Okay? Who cares they how they live? Here. Who cares how they live? Some people live in messy houses. So? Some people but live the in point, filth. The, but the point is that our infrastructure, if it... It just can't handle that. I mean, I, I, I totally agree. Well, then agree blame we the government. Take... The government's the one providing what, water. What, what the about government's our government's the one providing the problems. Well, Larry, I mean, what the, about the our infrastructure idea, can't handle 12 people to a house? The people used to take care of other people. Instead, everyone thinks that they pay all their money to the government. The government's going to take care of all the people. I'll agree and with it, you on it, that, it's Larry. It's just enslaving the people. I understand. Yep. It sounds like we do agree on a lot of things, but you still have yet to answer my question about Wait. what is it you plan to do. And I'm only going to ask it so many more times because we've got other calls waiting. But what is that you plan to do about the numbers of people that are going to come here above and beyond your magic numbers? Well, I, I think we can't let too many people in. That's, so what that is simple. it going to take? Fences? Do you want guys with jackboots and machine guns going door-to-door knocking? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do, Larry? This is it. You got Jack the government. Scary. The only thing the government can do is crack down, throw people in jail, and shoot them in the how head. Santa That's boots? the only thing they can do, Larry. Wait, but how what, about, are you gonna, what are you going to do? Forget the Santa what boots. What about Santa What's, boots? I want to hear Larry's answer. Something what are friendly. you going to do, libertarian? Easter bunny outfits. That would, you know, Yeah. Scare. Are we going to... Let him answer! business owners, are we going to uh, ask the government, beg the government for, for permission to hire somebody? That, that's what it's coming to also. That is what it's coming to. Go ahead, Larry, your thoughts. Well, it, I, I think that I, I think we should have limitations. I, I, I think, I don't know if we should put them in jail, send them back. I, I really don't know. I but in order to catch them, you're going to need some serious uh, infrastructure. You're going to need, yep. like, checkpoints. You need and, yep. you got to catch them. Business raids. You're going to need, uh, as Wayne points you, out, be- people to beg permission to uh, get right. jobs. You need all kinds of government forms. You need somebody who works at every yeah. business that handles the immigration status the and reports right it to the government. The, the system right now is such a joke. I mean, when people go in, there's, there's a social security number that's used 20 different times. You only want the, the system to work better. You're a libertarian sitting there saying, I want the government to work. <laughs> yep. Sorry, no, buddy. No, it's no, not going to no, work it, that way. It's 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 a joke, but like I said, if it's obvious when someone's not an American and if someone's working illegally, it I I mean, 
No, it's the it's joke not, is it's on not you, obvious man. if 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 somebody is here legally though. It is not obvious if somebody's here legally and under your system where we let the right amount of people in, you would certainly be letting people across the border who have some tenuous grasp of English simply because they'd be here to pick the vegetables. And you know what? And then how do you distinguish those people from the ones that are illegal? Larry, the fact is you're never going to be in charge. Yeah. Your program and your vision is never going to be implemented in exactly the way you want it to be implemented. And the bureaucrats who run the programs are never going to follow the vision, even if it did uh, get implemented. They will right. always expand. They will always uh, go into new areas and, and new tyranny and new rules and new regulations. And what about me, Larry? I don't want to pay for your immigration enforcement bureaucracy. So what are you going to do to people like me who don't want to pay for your ideas? You got some we things to, to think about, we I agree guess. To huh? disagree, gentlemen. Yeah. I, you got I a few things to show. think about, Larry. Thanks <laughs> Thank for you. your call Thank tonight. You, 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll I want the line. government to work, too. It's just that I know it won't. Of course, the phones, it never are, works. the phones are loaded at this point. We will try to get you in here in moments. Uh, the final moments of the program coming up. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call if you're on the line right now. Not going to bother giving you the numbers, though. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, become an amplifier. Just head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board for three bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show to get on more radio stations around the country and bring more Internet listeners on board with the program. Uh, You can help us out by joining up. Uh, You can use PayPal, any major credit card, or some alternative options as well. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board and learn about the perks you get access to, like the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. It makes a big difference for the show, by the way. So thanks to everybody who amps uh, the show, because you guys are making it happen. We continue here. Your calls. First up, it's Vince in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live, Vince. Vince? Indiana. Going once. Vince? I hear someone's potted up. Say hello, caller, and state your name. Hello. Put him on hold. We'll try him back later. Jeff in New Jersey. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeff. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? What's on your mind, Jeff? Uh, well, I just wanted to call and say that uh, I've only been listening to the show for about three weeks, but uh, I would have considered myself a middle-of-the-line conservative prior to that, and it is a completely different story after having listened to the show for this minimal amount of time. Um, although I, I do have some points that I disagree with you, Ian. I, I we tend to fall more in line with Mark in terms of the pragmatism as sure. far as, uh, uh, you know, the the ultimately small government that we could hope would work. Yeah, I used to feel as you do, so I understand where you're coming from. And by the way, if if you follow the normal patterns of listenership here, you'll leave my group of (laughs) of people and you'll you'll go off into the netherworld of insanity with Ian. I'm already, I'm I'm on the path. Uh, <laughs> it happens, I'm, I'm dude. Not, yeah, you know, uh, I, I'm the only one that can hold the line here, and I and I'm not doing that great of a job. <laughs> well, you know, a, a good example that I have is what happened at Porkfest with uh, the authorities demanding the money, and uh, I think what was is it John Osborne that uh, Jason Jason Osborne mm-hmm. from Sakel CAI. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, with him or whoever. Was it Nate, was a guy named Rich that had to deal with them? Yeah, yeah, he was the organizer of the event, so yes. Okay, and he decided that it would be better to, in Ian's terms, to bow down or 
you know, be pragmatic about it and to say, pay the okay, game. Well, yeah, they paid the game. Okay, okay, yeah. In Ian's terms, bow down and obey the game. Um, I, I tend to say that that's how I would deal with stuff so far. And, you know, like Mark said, I might continue down the path like other listeners. Uh, and I don't doubt that. But. Well, everybody has their own. Uh, everybody has their own level of tolerance as far as what they'll take from the gang members and their their demands. Um, and well, so, I'm becoming more intolerant. As sure, <laughs> sure, and that's a natural process. As you become more and more frustrated with the gang and what they're doing and how they're harming others and how they could harm you if they wanted to, uh, it's just a natural process to want to uh, just say no and and stand up to them. And that is part of what the Free State Project is about, at least as far as I'm concerned. Are you a free stater? Not yet, uh, and that, that's one of the points that I wanted to bring up is, and it, actually it kind of combines two of the points that I have to bring up, which is one, uh, how, you know, dealing with converting somebody uh, much as you would say that I was converted, although someone who is totally opposed to your show, um, who I've, I've had listened to your show in order to try and instill some of these values in them, and the response was, I'm only going to listen to any other episodes in order to be able to discredit these idiots. And I'm like, I'm like well, Get that guy to call in. Yeah, I've discredited well, discredit away, baby. But that's how some people start, though. Very, it's, it's a touchy situation, because it, and that has to do with becoming a Free State member, because it's my wife. Oh, yeah. boy, that's a touchy one, all right. You, you know, know uh, what, basically what I've got is she right also? Now, but I'm sorry, before you go on, is she also a uh, conservative as you are, or were? She would be, you could say she would flip-flop between liberal and conservative. She didn't have, you know, any... Let really someone else do the me. convincing. Let let someone else do the convincing, because certainly we can come off as abrasive and, you know, mean-spirited talk show hosts, depending on what episode and when you listen to the show. So, so, so I can understand where she's coming oh, from. I mean, you guys aren't abrasive. You, you're radical. Well, right? Jeff... My, the ideas that I've, I've put forth after listening to you for two or three weeks are radical and... Uh, you know, I understand. I understand uh, where you're coming They're from. They're radically different. However, the ideas of peace and personal responsibility. I don't like using terms like radical with them. Yeah, they're pretty pretty reasonable. But that's how far we've come. That we right. actually we accept tyranny and oppression as normal, and freedom is radical. That's how pathetic things have gotten. Let in me this make country. a suggestion here, because Jeff, we're short on time, but we can. Conti- I'd love to continue talking to you into the future about what you, uh, you know, what sort of process you've gone through in uh, helping your wife understand what liberty is all about, and and maybe your process can help other people who are listening and in a similar situation with a loved one, whether it be a, a wife or husband or a girlfriend or a significant other. That could help them. I would love to have you call in periodically and give us updates, but I want to make a suggestion as well. Does your wife like to read? Yes. Okay. And actually, one of the deals that I made with her in order to listen to your show is that I was going to read some book about loving and praying and living. Great. You know, I said, now, change the deal. You your four heart chakras. Five, I'll read your book. Change <laughs> the deal from a book to audio to book to book and go and pick yourself up a copy of Mary Rort's Healing Our World. Excellent. It's high, I you know highly what? recommend this book. You can I, go to, I listen to your work eight hours a day at work, or I listen to your show eight hours a day at work because I, you know, I sit in front of the computer. I have like a, literally a wall full of post-it notes of books, and in Mary Ruart's book is one that is on my post-it note wall that you guys have plugged and, you know, said is 
to check into. So make it happen uh, because it is one of the, it's got to be my number one. I think yes. it's probably my number one book at Me this too. point because it's such a great intro. I think that's a great idea. It's, it's not a, hardcore. It's, a, it's not hardcore like the market for liberty is hardcore liberty. It's really oh, yeah, a yeah, soft yeah. way to introduce people and especially women. Women, you know, they've got that caring gene where they care, uh, and so it's great for people that care about others. Uh, and it's just the most one of the most principled books. Mary Ruart's one of the best communicators. Make the make a note of her website. It's Ruart.com, R-U-W-A-R-T, Ruart.com, R-U-W-A-R-T.com, and she's got a a free copy of Healing Our World from the 1990s on her website, totally free. You can read the whole thing right there. If you want to print it or read it on your computer. But but it's well, they'll give you a taste. It's worth buying. Believe me, I I, I paid the money for it. And it's well worth it. Get that into your wife's hands and then call us back and let us know how how it's all progressing. And I want to thank you for your call tonight, Jeff, and welcome to the program. 800-259-9231. We continue. Steve uh, is on the line in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Steve. Hey there. Uh, I was going to talk about guns, but uh, we don't have much time, so I thought I'd throw something out there real quick. There is a very nearly completely uh, uncontacted tribe called the Sentinelese off the coast of India. Okay. And uh, several years ago, they uh, killed a couple of fishermen. Okay. And I, I was reading about that because I've just recently become very fascinated with uncontacted tribes. Just, okay. They're just really fascinating to me. And they killed a couple of fishermen. Uh, the fishermen had uh, gotten drunk and landed their boat on the Sentinelese Island, Uh-oh. and they shot them with arrows. Well, I, sh- I was talking about this with a guy at work, and he said, well, they should be arrested. The Indian government should go in there and arrest these guys. And what came to my mind, I, what I think that they would say to themselves and each other if that happened is exactly what Ian says from time to time. Who are these people? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who, who are these people that are coming here telling me that they're something called a government? Right. I shot a trespasser. What's the big deal? on paper uh, called the law. That I that I have somehow violated, you know, all of this in quotes, you know, with the fingers in the air, you yeah. know. Yeah, imagine the bureaucrats getting off their canoes, holding their law books in the air. <laughs> you know how that—that's not going to stop you uh, from getting slaughtered by these folks. I think it's a great point, and I want to thank you for the call, Steve. We continue right. here briefly with Nick in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live, Nick, on the amp line. Uh, yeah, we don't have much time. Maybe I'll call in tomorrow about the immigration issue. But, but go ahead and make a quick point if you can. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, the other guy, he uh, kept on bringing up the point that he he was in Mexico, so he knows. He <laughs> knows that the Mexican people are dirty and filthy. No, no. And he didn't say that. Leprosy in and his... coming over here and giving away diseases. No, he did mention and that, I've yeah. been to Mexico, too, and I can tell you that it's not nearly as bad in some of the places as it is the way he is making it out to be. He also said sure. that Mexicans... And for some reason, it was bad that they have so many people in so many houses, and it was because they were poor, which is kind of true. But yeah. I come from an Italian family, a Catholic family, family, pretty wealthy, but we at one point had nine people living in the same house just because that's kind of the same. Savages. Yeah, it, it's the same. <laughs> it's the same culture, so obviously we're. It's kind of the same culture. They're related. 
So we're obviously all savages. If they screw like bunnies and reproduce all these kids. So you're saying not yeah. only is it an economic thing, but it might also be a family thing as well? It, it, it's a cultural thing. Yeah. It's definitely a cultural thing. Yeah, and what? who cares anyway how they live at home? I don't care how you live. I don't care how my next-door neighbors live. As long as your trash doesn't spill over onto my property, it's none of my business. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate yeah. it. It's Vinny in here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Back tomorrow night, online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.